The Hippie Hour is a holistic wellness podcast brought to you by me, Hannah, a 20-something interested in everything others might consider hippy-dippy. From astrology to crystals, plants to tarot cards, feminine energy to yoga and meditation, I'm here to help both you and I dig deeper into these topics. Because wellness is involved, and I am a current physical therapy student, I will be citing scientific evidence, incredible sources a lot, and busting alternative medicine pseudoscience. Always consult with your doctor first before deciding to implement any wellness changes. PSA, although essential oils are cool, they are not vaccines. If you are considering incorporating any topics talked about in this podcast into your own life, of course, do your own research as science is always changing and I'm definitely not an expert in these areas, just wholeheartedly interested. So let's learn more about becoming a hippie. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Hippie R podcast. This is Hannah, as usual. Um, who else would it be? And today in episode seven, we're going to be talking about the beaver moon, aka the longest lunar eclipse in 580 years. Um, and that actually happened yesterday. Today's Saturday. And I thought I was going to be able to record the podcast yesterday. And some things came up. And here we are, you know, things happen. And, you know, I'm also very (laughs) all over the place, I feel like in this last month. So not quite on top of my game as I usually am. Um, So we're just rolling with it. Uh, Before we jump into things today, uh, I just want to uh, touch on how I'm feeling right now. Um, I posted on my story for the podcast about a road rage incident that I was in, and I'm still just really shaken up from it. I was aggressively chased down by this guy who was pretty much just pissed off at me for making a wrong turn onto a one-way. Um, and I didn't, you know, cause any damage, didn't hurt anyone. He was the only other car around and he decided to follow me for the next 10, 20 minutes or so and, um, aggressively tail me, try to hit the back of my car, the side of my car, tried to veer into oncoming traffic to, you know, basically drive right up beside my car. And it was really scary. I'm still coming down from it. And I've been kind of sitting around in my apartment for the rest of the afternoon, just feeling this like really low vibration. Um, It sucked out all of the energy in me, rightfully so. It was a really stressful moment. I've never experienced anything like that. And I was alone besides Murphy, (laughs) um, which he didn't, you know, help in that situation at all. And I don't know, it was just something I haven't experienced before and had to call the police afterwards and just got really shaken up by. So I'm also trying to record this now to help me divert some of that negative energy and and talk about some stuff that I really like. And, you know, the notes I took on this are really interesting and I'm burning incense right now. And hopefully that helps kind of make the atmosphere a little bit more calm. And, um, you know, talking to you guys every week is always really cathartic for me. So I appreciate you listening and tuning in and 
it means a lot to me that there's other people out there who are interested in the same things as me. So with that, uh, let's start with a mindful moment. I forgot to touch on that mindful moment in the last episode. So sorry if you look forward to that and I missed that, but this will be really helpful for me too right now since I'm still a little, little stressed out. So let's begin wherever you're at. Just close your eyes. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Sigh it out. One more time in through the nose. Out through the mouth. With your eyes closed, try to feel where you are in the space around you, how you're feeling, what your body is telling you. Are you tired? Are you energized? Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you sore? Are you antsy? You know, what are the things coming to mind as you sit here? Take another deep breath in through the nose. And then exhale slowly out through the mouth. What is one thing you can let go of today? Take one more deep breath in. And sigh it out while you're sighing it out. Shake it out. Shake out those hands. Shake out your head. Like flick all that negative energy off you. Get away. <laughs> also, I, I just realized as we did that, that Murphy is in the background as I'm recording, working on his treat that I gave him. So if you hear a little crunching, that is, that's Murphy and his treat. <laughs> So let's talk about the the beaver moon. So you might have heard this last week that uh, the full moon was coming. Um, and there was a full moon from Thursday night through this morning, Saturday morning. Um, and it's called the beaver moon in November. And we're going to talk about why that is, what the importance is, how this full moon pertains to you. Um, and even though it's like, sure technically past that it's still a full moon outside i was just outside and so this can be good information for you um still for the next couple days so in general moon phases have been important for native americans and indigenous peoples for hundreds if not thousands of years um, as it helped guide them through the seasons and helped to symbolize the passing of time the beaver moon specifically gets its name from hunting season, which used to peak around this time in the year during November. And that also is related to the time of the year when beavers would return to their little lodges and hunker down for winter. And so um, this helped remind hunters when they needed to set their traps up for beaver traps before the swamps froze over. Uh, because beaver pelts at the time were very necessary to staying warm in the winter. And 
this wasn't just like the French fur traders. Um, this was also Native American hunters. Uh, so other names for the November full moon that are common among Native American tribes include the digging or scratching moon. And it was called this for when bears began to dig or scratch into their dens for winter. And that's from the Tlingit tribe. The whitefish moon for when whitefish began to spawn from the Anishinaabe tribe. The frost or freezing moon is also very common for the big drop in temperatures around this time of the year and the beginning of cold winter. And that's from the Cree or the Assiniboine tribes. Roughly each month there is a full moon and then there's that corresponding fitting name for it. And it's not just the full moon part, it's the entire lunar phase. So that includes like the new moon, the partial and the full moon. Um, and some examples of that are in January, there's the wolf moon, there's the flower moon in May and the harvest moon in October. But this also varies depending on tribe and year as the seasons shift how they want and not necessarily based on month. So it's just kind of a general idea of like, there's usually a full moon name per month, but it, you know, there weren't standard months back, you know, hundreds of years ago. So it was a little bit more lax with um, time frame. Next month will be the full cold moon, which is fitting for winter solstice time. And if you want to make sure you catch it, you can write this down. It's going to be on December 18th at 10.37 p.m. And this is in the like Midwest area. Like it's specifically Minneapolis. So I think you can look it up on Farmer's Almanac. That's where I found it. Um, but yeah, December 18th at 10.37 p.m. in Minneapolis area will be the full cold moon. I wish I had known about the beaver moon, um, like the lunar eclipse specifically before Friday, essentially, is when I found out about it, because then I probably would have actually stayed up and tried to catch it. But it was also in the middle of the night, and we'll talk about that too. But So lunar eclipses are often called blood moons as they glow a coppery red hue when the moon passes through the Earth's shadow. And this is safe to look at with your naked eye, whereas solar eclipses, you need some sort of eye protection to look at them. Uh, and lunar eclipses can only happen during a full moon when the moon is the brightest. And I'll explain why in a second. Uh, this week, the beaver moon's lunar eclipse was recorded as the longest lunar eclipse in 580 years. And it lasted about three and a half hours from 2.18 a.m., uh, to 5.47 a.m. on Friday, November 19th. And that's in North America, at least. So I don't know if it changes depending on where you are in the world. So from a spiritual standpoint, what does this mean for you? Uh, I know I talk a little bit more about evidence-based stuff in this podcast. So I just want to clarify, whenever I have topics like this, uh, there's always going to be opinion and bias when it comes to like astrology and and is there really evidence as to if it's real or not? That's up to you, I think. It's it's a little bit more belief-based. But I talk about this on this podcast. I don't think I explained this before. I talk about this kind of more spiritual stuff because I think it's related to 
that spiritual health aspect of your well-being that I talked about in episode one. So if you go back and listen to that, I talk about the different um, like pillars of your well-being and spiritual well-being is one of them. And I think that helps us kind of understand our sense of purpose and our place in the world and, you know, the, the greater beyond besides just us. And so I really dig like the astrology side of things because that to me helps feed my spiritual well-being. Uh, if it doesn't do that for you, that's okay. This is just information for you then. You don't have to believe it at all. So from a spiritual standpoint, this is the information I got um, from an article in Bustle on uh, the beaver moon, um, as well as just like full moons in general. So full moons are said to be a time of release, resolution, and illumination. The November 2021 beaver moon, however, puts these energies into, quote, a hyperdrive and ushers intense emotional changes as we brace for winter and experience some shakeups from the lunar eclipse. Knowing the spiritual meaning of the beaver moon and the moon phases can help you have this deeper understanding of yourself during this time. So in astrology, full moons mark the most climactic moment in the lunar phase, as this is when the sun and the moon, which are considered two of the most celestial bodies, are exactly the opposite of each other. Uh, and this was cool to me because I didn't know this. Uh, according to astronomy, this explains why full moons are so bright because they are directly across from the sun and they're reflecting the sun's light. So I didn't ever know that before. I feel like maybe I learned it probably in like earth science at some point, but I didn't remember it in researching this. I was like, oh, that, ex that makes a lot more sense. Like it's so bright, not because it's literally, the moon isn't glowing itself. It's reflecting the sun's rays, um, which is cool. <laughs> So during full moons, our emotions are heightened and we feel like we or others around us um, are hitting our breaking points. Sorry, this isn't just all full moons. This is specifically the beaver moon because of its chaotic energy. Um, it's a lunar eclipse. So it's different than just a full moon. Um, this beaver moon is taking place in the central sign of Taurus. Um, and again, Taurus is an earth sign. I'm an earth sign. I'm a Virgo and my boyfriend Nate is a Taurus. So I'm like kind of biased. <laughs> well, I like Taurus. Uh, and so Taurus seeks stability amidst chaos. That kind of grounding earth sign tends to do that. And because of that, this full moon in the sign of Taurus can help us determine what is truly valuable in our lives and what is no longer worth putting our energy into. And I made a note on this. I thought that was cool because I think this can be related to the season change itself. So as the cold settles in, we have to suddenly reprioritize our needs and then cut out anything that might use up our precious energy. Because if you think about it from a survival standpoint, in the winter, we have a lot less energy to spend and we have to prioritize the things that need our most energy, you know, cut out all the other crap. And so I think that's a really good way to kind of tie in what you can do to uh, help yourself during this time with what the beaver moon's spiritual um, meaning or message is. So lunar eclipses create too much chaotic energy 
however, to do any sort of like moon magic or moon rituals, which I still don't know too much about. And I'm excited to eventually like do some more research on that so we can have more podcast episodes on that. I'm learning right along with you. I, I, a lot of these topics I don't know that much about. And then I research and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is really cool. So with the lunar eclipse, it's better to just immerse yourself in it, in its chaotic energy, rather than trying to control it or control any outcomes. So an example of this that I wrote down was, you know, instead of trying to paddle super hard upstream, just let the current take you downstream. You may be like pretty glad to discover that there's a better destination downstream um, than where you were originally headed upstream. So instead of just trying to fight whatever outcomes you're feeling in your life, let it happen and then see from there, you know, you might actually be happier with that result. Because the sensual energy uh, Taurus emits, this is also a really good time to reconnect with your body and stimulate your senses. So this is a good time to do a full moon meditation. I'm probably going to do this after I um, finish up the episode here, also just because I'm still stressed out. Um, but using grounding healing crystals is also a good way to um, kind of connect to that full moon side. Again, Taurus is a grounding sign. Um, so maybe in a moon meditation, if you're using some crystals that are helping ground you, that can be a really good way to provide some stress relief during this time. Uh, crystals in general are also symbolic of earth signs such as Taurus and some recommended stones that I found for this time to reground include malachite, red jasper, and pyrope garnet. I really hope I'm not butchering that name. Pyrope, pyrope. I didn't even look up the pronunciation, my bad. Uh, malachite is this pretty emerald green stone. Um, and this is representative of like the deep healing green of nature. Red jasper is that coppery red and gray, which I think is also fitting for the lunar eclipse itself as being that color. Uh, that's for self-love. And then the garnet is this darker gray, and that's for um, goal setting and vitality. Um, you can also do breath work and yoga to help keep you centered in your body when faced with sudden emotional surges. Um, and then working on just like connecting to any of your five senses. So again, your five senses are smell, taste, touch, hear, see. So for example, for smell, how can you reconnect to that sense? Uh, walk down a nature path and close your eyes take in the smells around you, what natural scents are arising. Do you smell the dirt? Do you smell the trees? What are the scents you are feeling and just really zeroing in on that sense of smell? With taste, you could treat yourself to something spectacularly new, like tons of flavor, something you haven't tried before. Touch, um, touch is really good during this time, um, especially self-touch, like reconnecting with your own body. Uh, it can be really easy to kind of feel like our minds are super chaotic during this time. And so with touch, it's helping us reground and reconnect with ourselves and, and feeling like we're here, it's okay, everything's fine. Um, and so an example of touch that I 
uh, wrote down is, let's say you're getting out of the shower and you put lotion on your legs. Really think about what you're doing when you're putting lotion on your legs. Like, how does it feel? Um, what scent is that lotion that also connects to your smell? How does your um, fingers, like, how do they feel on your legs? Just little tiny things like that you might not even think about can help reconnect to your senses. With hearing, uh, something that I like to do is like lay flat on the ground, put headphones in and listen to like five minutes of binaural beats. Um, there's lots of binaural beats meditations too on YouTube you can look up, but it's like a really interesting sound. It's like, especially if you're neurodivergent like me, like it just feels like your brain's getting flossed. <laughs> And uh, it can just help kind of wake up that hearing sense too and just give you something that you haven't really listened to before. Um, or it can just be any sort of good music that you like. Using headphones especially can really help zero in on that, that hearing sense. And then that last sense with seeing. Um, if you're artistic like me and you want to work on something creative during that time, that's super recommended. But um, really focus on the colors you're seeing. So connect with all the colors that you're using. What colors are you creating? Um, again, I keep saying zero in, but like really zero in on those colors and make sure that you are focusing on that aspect of your senses, your seeing aspect. So yeah, that's a little bit about the beaver moon and some things you can do with it. If you do have a journal handy or something you want to write down, um, I also have a journal prompt for this episode I forgot about doing in the last episode. Uh, I just was so not, I was not there. I was still just so sick. So the journal prompt for this episode is write out those five senses, smell, taste, touch, hear, see, and choose one thing for each of those senses that you are going to do um, to kind of reconnect with yourself. And it can be anything, it can be something super short, but with those five senses, um, try to think of a way that you can do them like nice and smoothly in order to make kind of like your own full moon ritual. And that's a really good way to actually make sure you're doing something with the information you learn with this episode. Um, it's tailored to you. It's something that you want to do. It could last five minutes. It doesn't have to be very long, but just having some sort of little meditation or ritual centered around um, what you learn from the beaver moon can be really healing for you. Uh, I know this is something that I need to do tonight, and I haven't thought of what mine are going to be, but I'm excited to write those down. And I think writing things down helps you actually manifest them or see them through. So yeah, let me know what you guys do for that, for your little beaver moon meditation. Um, and I'm hoping next month too, I can talk about the full cold moon before it happens. So we can also have a little bit of um, time to think and reflect on that before it comes. So thank you all. Uh, I appreciate you listening again. I hope you found some cool information from this podcast episode and I will probably be talking with my friend Kate next week if I can get to her before next Friday about her own full moon ritual that she did. I'm giggling because 
she she told me she's like yeah i'm gonna go howl at the moon <laughs> and she's just so like matter of fact about things she's my best friend and um i think you guys will find her really funny so hopefully i can record an episode with her on that and we can talk about howling at the moon and and just different perspectives on moon rituals but have a great rest of your weekend enjoy the rest of this full moon and i will talk at you guys next week Acknowledgements for this episode of the Hippie Hour podcast go to farmersalmanac.com and their article on full moon names, Moonrise Hotel's article on the beaver moon, and bustle.com's article on the beaver moon and its spiritual meaning. 